2020 has been an emotional roller coaster of a year. So how do we survive what's left of it? Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of Raw Talks. And today we have an amazing guest in Alice. Um, She's going to be talking to us about how to keep emotionally sane, how to be emotionally aware, and how to really see and take in everything that's happening without going crazy. Like seriously, this has been a wild ride of a year and there's a lot going on. We can honestly go insane with everything that's going on. And so this episode was hosted by Ilse. It was an amazing conversation between these two awesome women of God and they got to the heart of this issue which is our actual hearts so take a listen take notes there's a lot of good content on here and we're thinking of doing a second part to this one but honestly we need your guys's response for that to happen because if you guys love it we'll do another one so here you guys go take note remember to subscribe and we'll see you at the other end this is Raw Talks. Hi, Alice. Hello. Hello. Can you guys hear me well? Yeah, I can hear you super well. I like your earrings. Thank you. Thank you. So Thank you. cute. <laughs> it's so good to see you on here. Yeah, same here. It's been so good to like see your face. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked uh, to be here with you through this screen just because this is something that I'm so passionate about and it's something that I'm so excited for the church to hear and for the church to be involved in these type of conversations. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for being willing. I know it's kind of funny to be on live. This is like my third one and I still feel weird. Like my palms are sweating. It's just like a lot. There's a lot happening, you know, but I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, it doesn't feel like real life because it's a screen. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's been kind of uh, all of life right now. Everybody's doing school online, church online, you know, all these things online. Um, But yeah, so we brought you on to talk about, can can you just like share a little bit maybe about your background and like why you're so passionate about like health, like mental health, emotional health? Yeah, definitely. Um, So I actually went to school uh, for, uh, for social work. And I always knew I wanted to be a therapist because mental health has been like an issue that's always been prevalent in my own life. Um, And so the Lord led me here, you know, and and I can go into my testimony, you know, because it's really long. I can go into another time, but uh, the Lord really led me to be where I'm at now as a therapist. And I really, really have a strong passion for the church and mental health. Because I think growing up, I never heard about mental health in the church. I knew that it was like an idea and something that was happening in other people's hearts, but no one ever addressed it. No one ever talked about it, which is um, why I'm so thankful that the Lord has not given me this opportunity. Um, and as we go into it, like talking about like 2020, it's been so hectic, right? Yeah. Um, and I want to just first start with like laying down some foundational information um, yeah. as to why this is crazy, right? Because we all know we're all kind of losing our heads a little bit, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, whether you're 10 years old or 40, it's all uh, in- impacted us 
like greatly. Um, and so just to give some fundamental, fundam fundamental information is um, that what we're experiencing is an actual trauma. Mm. So first and foremost, you hear that it's really bad, you know it, but how is it that it's really bad? So just to define trauma really quick, it's a situation or event that really um, hinders your ability to feel well emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, it impacts all of your well-being. And it can be an event or a series of events. Hmm. And it can be on an individual level. So meaning like you are assaulted on a parking lot and you're alone. It could be a family level, like uh, the family loses a loved one in a very mm -hmm. traumatic way. And so the whole family is grieving and it's traumatizing for the entire family. It could be like community violence that becomes trauma. So like gang violence in a, in a community where all the neighbor, neighbors feel the same type of fear and anxiety because there's violence happening. So that's a community mm -hmm. level. So it kind of keeps expanding. And so if we're looking at what's happening now, this is massive because this is a global pandemic, a global trauma. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so yeah. I just want to put it out there because it's so easy, especially as Christians to minimize like what's really happening. Yeah. And this is huge guys. Like this is really, really huge. Um, and so understanding that we're going through a global trauma, a pandemic will really kind of help us understand like, oh, if I'm feeling crazy, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and, and I'm not alone in it and you're not alone in it. There's, yeah. you know, like all of a sudden we went from socializing in person through being on a live through a screen, mm -hmm. you know, to like being able to hug and, and touch one another in a safe way to being restricted and having to like stay six feet apart. Mm -hmm. What that does to the brain and to the emotions is very traumatic. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then looking at ages, children, they don't know how to process that. And then we look at adolescents, they're still learning to process. And then as adults, we're still processing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Um, and there's, I think as believers, there's like a tendency through, to like run through crisis, like, we got this. Yeah. Good. Like, let's speed through it. And yes, our God is way bigger than a pandemic. But he also like, likes to meet us where we slow down as we're going through this pandemic. Yeah. You know, um, I think we have an urge to want to just do it, be well. But the reality is, like, we're not well. And I'm like the first one to admit that I, I'm not well. <laughs> you know, like, I'm relearning. I'm learning how to manage this because I've never experienced a pandemic in my entire life. Like, this is the first time. Mm -hmm. I think it's the first time for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, except totally. older people that might be on here. But. Um, and so, yeah, I think understanding that we're living through a global crisis will also help us like understand how to navigate it in, through our own lives. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, that's so good. I think, um, like when I first heard you share this, you shared this with our team a while ago and I felt like, oh, like I feel so normal. Like, I feel like it's okay that I'm not okay. Like, it's okay that this is weird. It's okay that I don't know, like, what to do right now. And I don't have the best response. And I don't have the best attitude about, like, about things right now. Like, you know, to kind of name that we're actually walking through a trauma, all of us together. Like, we're walking through something that is not normal and that has never been normal and should never be normal. Like this no. is not the way that things are supposed to be. And so normalizing that for me was super helpful because 
I finally felt like, okay, I can give myself grace, you know, yeah. for like handling this well. So how, how do you think we can do that? Like give ourselves grace in the midst of this crazy season, you know, not to like excuse ourselves and be like, well, everything, you know, everything sucks. So I suck, but be more like, like, I'm going to give myself grace. I'm going to try to navigate this with the Lord, but also not over spiritualize or rush through it or act like everything's yeah. okay, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's a big question because before we go there, I just want to say, I think this, the reason this pandemic has also been really difficult is because I feel like it's brought to light issues that were already there. Yeah. You know, like I think about families, marriages, relationships, friendships, there was maybe already underlining issues that no one ever talked about. And they were like, hush, hush. And you just yeah. learn to cope and learn to live through them. And then this pandemic really just brought up to surface like the issues and it intensified them by like a hundred. Yeah. Um, so then you have everyone dealing with the fact that it's a pandemic and we're not living in normal lives, but then like, family crisis marital crisis is like at a rise because mm -hmm. issues are coming to surface so yeah how do we how do we give ourselves grace like how do we how do we navigate this and i think the first thing is even just understanding like what this is like this is really big okay yeah. this isn't this isn't small this yeah. is big and you get you have the right to react in any way that you need to react like there is no agenda, even as Christians, you don't have to be super optimistic. Hmm. Like you don't have to be super joyful during this time. Yeah. Like there's grace for that. Absolutely. Uh, but there's no like agenda, like yeah. God isn't expecting anything from you. A lot of the time it's just us expecting that from ourselves because it's our conditioning, how we grew up in the church, family structures, church structure of how you should be thinking. But really God just wants us for who we are, even in the midst of like the most broken places in the yeah. middle of a pandemic, you know, like yeah. not intimidated by that. He loves all of us. Because the reality is, is that he knew about this pandemic even before we knew about it. Yeah. He knew about a brokenness and how we would react even before we reacted to it. Mm. Um, you know, so I think um, checking in with yourself, like, what is it that I'm feeling? Like, how has this pandemic affected my family, me individually? What is bringing up? And just giving yourself permission to say it to someone to journal it to talk about it and not suppress or not try to dismiss the fact that it's there yeah which yeah. is what we do often because we don't we're not used to talking about our emotions it's a little uncomfortable yeah totally you know yeah and i think even like sometimes what we've learned maybe for the sake of like you know, people trying to like lead us well in the midst of our pain. Like sometimes I've noticed in myself, like as someone who leads people, like when people have shown up with like all their pain, sometimes it has made me uncomfortable. And so I've gone into like fix it mode. Like, okay, yeah. just like pray this prayer or like read this verse. But I feel like it runs a lot deeper than that. So even being able to say like, it's okay to share how you feel. And like, and even maybe like as a listener, like how do I listen well? Yeah. And not just, like, get really uncomfortable and try to, like, shut it down, you know? Like, how, how can we listen well to others' emotions? Or how can we sit with someone with their ugly emotions? And yeah. are we comfortable with silence? And are we comfortable with tears? You know, like, 
just sitting with someone, not have, like you said, not having a solution or an agenda. Because um, sometimes I think as believers, it's so easy to, as we're sitting with someone that's venting, we're already think of, thinking about a Bible verse, yeah. we're thinking about what we're going to say next, you know? But just like I think about Jesus and how gentle he is and how he met so many people in their most broken places. He didn't rush the process. He was so gentle. He turned and he said, who's calling me? Like, let me let me hear that. Like, let me see this for what it is. Yeah. Like he had compassion. Yeah. You know? um, and so how can we have compassion for one another if maybe they're struggling with depression, but for you, it looks like anxiety. Hmm. You know, or for someone else, it looks like anger. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, we're just all processing emotions that we're just trying our best to, like, process. We don't know how to. We're just trying our best to cope with them. You know? Yeah. So I think, the, like I said, the first thing is even just to, like, check in with yourself, see what you're feeling, what you're going through, and give yourself permission to, like, feel it. Yeah. And sit with it. And if you need someone to sit with you in that pain, ask someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is to analyze how you're coping with this pandemic. You know, like some people uh, feel like they need to be busier to kind of distract themselves from the reality what that what's, that's happening. Mm-hmm. Or some people feel like they have to pick up a hobby. And if they don't, they feel like they have failed this entire pandemic. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, there was a lot like, oh, start planting, start painting, which are all phenomenal ways of coping. But if they're taking the place of like really just allowing yourself to feel and go through the, the, the stages of it, it's it could be a little, um, it could be negative. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so um, I observe how you're coping with it. Um, that's that's a big step as well. Yeah. Um, and are you becoming like triggered and are you becoming like moody? Uh, are you are you crying a lot, which is okay? But are you coping it with uh, you're coping with it with I'm sorry, you're coping with it in a negative way or in a positive way? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think are some ways that we can cope like positively? Can, can you like name some of those for us? Yeah, absolutely. So one, and I think I talked about this a couple of months ago when this all just started is like community connection, because I guess the beauty of all this, if there is, there is a lot of growth in this and there's a lot of beauty in this. I believe it is the fact that we're in this together. So again, this is a global trauma. So most likely other people are experiencing similar things, whether they're talking about it or not, they're experiencing similar things. Yeah. Um, and so we're in this together. So community connection, there's something so powerful that happens when you decide to share your emotions with someone else and they validate it. And it's like, you know what? I feel the same way. This is crazy. You know? Yeah. Um, so even just connection, maybe not in person, cause obviously there's all these regulations, but through a FaceTime, through a phone call, connecting with one another and going in those ugly conversations of like, I feel like crying or I feel like crap or like, I need to share this part of my heart because it's not doing so well. Yeah. Um, you know, simple things like that. Also, there's like thousands of hotlines, hundreds of hotlines that are uh, dispo- like that are open right now for anyone that needs to speak with a, like a professional and needs to dialogue and it's all confidential. So hotlines and first and foremost, like prayer and like the word of God, like my goodness. Like I was just telling my husband yesterday, I had just prayed in the morning. It was around 12 and I'm like, I need to pray again. Like I need Jesus. Yeah. 
Like, I need Jesus every second of the day. Like, I'm so weak and I'm so broken and I'm so vulnerable with that dialogue with the Holy Spirit that I can easily just be caught up in my emotions and my own dialogue that can't be helped. It isn't healthy sometimes. Yeah. So, like, dialoguing with, with Jesus and I dialoguing not the pretty prayers that sound fancy, but the most broken prayers where you're sharing your heart you're sharing your 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 negative emotions that sometimes we hide so well from others uh, with him because he knows them so well already, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's really good. I think sometimes we need permission to pray the ugly prayers, you know, not to show up with our formula of like, okay, first I pray for this and then this, but just like being able to re be really honest. being able to be really honest with God and like share our heart with him. Um, I don't know if you maybe like had to make that transition in yourself, like realizing, oh, God actually cares and wants to hear my ugly. But can you tell us about that? Like, how did you learn about God's heart for human brokenness? Yeah, I think, you know, when this pandemic started, I started reading the gospels mm. and understanding the characteristics of Jesus and how gentle he is and how merciful and the compassion that sits, sits in his heart. It's not like human compassion. Yeah. I feel like our grace and limited. Um, it's so limited because a lot of the time it's based on our upbringing. So the type of compassion and mercy and love that we give to others is sometimes the way the love and mercy and compassion that was given to us as children by our own parents. Mm. So if you grew up in an abusive home with abusive parents that were emotionally detached, there's a huge possibility that you have a difficult time like feeling connected with others emotionally, even with yourself, because mm. that's modeled at an early age. And so I think analyzing even like, do I have a hard time showing compassion and mercy and, and, and love towards others? And if I do, is that out of a place of like, I need to nurture myself because I wasn't given that. Mm. You know, and, and if I wasn't giving that, I have a heavenly father that can so, so give me that in so many amazing ways. And so how did I, you're, you asked me, how did I tap into that in my own life is I really looked at my childhood hmm. and I know that's like, this is like a big topic. This is like a topic in itself. So I hope yeah. I don't, I don't like lose anyone, but like looking at your childhood, like how were you loved? Like, how are your parents, how did your parents love you? How did they show you mercy? when you made a mistake? How mm -hmm. did they show you compassion where you were really scared? And then I would ask myself, like, then how did that affect me? And then how did that affect how I give it to others? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's all connected. Um, and I'm just so thankful that God isn't like our parents. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. He doesn't look like our parents. He doesn't sound like our parents because the type of compassion he gives is not like human form. Yeah, it's supernatural. It's like it blows our minds away. We're like, what? Like, yeah, who is this God? You know? Yeah. Um, and so tapping into like, again, like, how is it that you give that? And how did you receive it at some point? And why are you having a difficult time even giving that to yourself? Because, you know, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. Like, yeah. oh, I should have done that. Oh, I should do this. Or, oh. And a lot of the time that is like an inner voice that came up in childhood. So. 
Yeah, I hope I didn't lose anyone. That's like a big topic in itself. No, I think that's so good. Yeah. yeah. I think even like coming back to the idea of like talking about pandemic and like dealing with this like global trauma and having grace with ourselves. I think a lot of us learn to be hard on ourselves, like to um, look at our mistakes and get really angry and frustrated about them and, and not feel like we're allowed to mess up. And so even like, how can we even partner in giving people permission? Like, it's not really about like, okay, yeah, do whatever you want because everything is, is going crazy, but more like you, you can, you're allowed to be broken. Like you're allowed to be a mess and, and bring that to the table in your relationship with Jesus and know that he's not about performance. He's not about religion, but he just actually genuinely wants to see your heart, like wants to see who you really are. So even like, how can we get over our fear of seeing our own weakness? What do you think that looks like? Yeah, that's, that's hard. And it doesn't happen overnight because if you're uncomfortable with your own weakness, your own brokenness, it's a conditioning of the mind that you think that tears are bad or brokenness is bad. So I need to be strong and I need to be optimistic. So your mind is conditioned a certain way. So it takes time. But I think the first and foremost thing is like understanding how Jesus sees you. And this is we're talking about Jesus, God, like the creator of the universe. Like the one that holds the scars in the universe on the palm of his hands. Mm -hmm. He has compassion for you and I. Yeah. You know, and he loves our brokenness, you know. And so first and foremost, like digging yourself into understanding the personality of Jesus, who God is. And then like even building, cultivating relationships that contain vulnerability, Mm. you know, someone that you feel safe with. Someone that, you know, won't judge you or it's like, dude, I'm, I'm really struggling in this area. Like, I'm really broken. Um, and then, like, stopping yourself. Like, I in therapy, we do something where it's like a thought log, where we log our thoughts mm-hmm. to, to analyze, like, where those thoughts and actions are coming from. And mm-hmm. it sounds really, like, simple, but it's so powerful. Like, like hearing your own thoughts, like what, what is the dialogue that's happening inside your own mind? Like when you fail, where you feel like you haven't done enough, like, are you giving yourself grace? Like who's telling you that you need to do more than you're already doing? You're surviving a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Go take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Today. You know? Yeah. Like there's a lot of people that also told me like, I just wake up so exhausted and I didn't do much. And I'm like, well, we are surviving a pandemic by the grace of God. We are here. Yeah, you know, and it all if all you need to do is pray and take naps and connect with one person, please do that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, but yeah, just checking in with yourself and understanding that inner dialogue that's happening and stopping yourself, Mm -hmm. like making an intention to be like, okay, I've done enough. Why am I pushing myself more than I need to? Like, who, who am I trying to like impress? What am I trying to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Um, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves even like to thrive, like we want, you know, to like look around and feel like, well, I'm thriving. Like, especially I think social media has like not been super helpful with that because we, some people, you know, are posting like their paintings and their plant babies that they're growing, you know, (laughs) and like, and I think about myself and I think like, I can't grow a plant. Plants die in my care because I don't know what I'm doing. And like, and I don't really want to learn. Like, I don't have the energy to learn a new skill right now. So even like, I love the permission to like take a nap. Like it's okay. Take a break. Like, you know, go outside. Like I think you told us to the team, like go outside, stand in the grass and just like 
feel for a second, just like put the world on pause and feel. And I think that's so hard because like our culture before all of this was so fast paced, like go, 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 like keep doing, you know, and, and we don't know how to do slow, you know? Yeah. yeah. We, we don't. And I think a good, good example, what you just said that, that adding that to the list aside from talking with someone and, uh, and reaching out to hotlines and praying is taking moments where you just ground yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know most people have heard this and I know it sounds so simple, but try doing it at least three times a day and it isn't that simple and it isn't that easy actually. You know, like go outside, stop everything, put your phone down. If you have grass, if you have cement, go barefoot. Close your eyes and feel your toes touching the ground Hmm. and feel grounded. Mm -hmm. You know, I like sometimes to just go out in the grass, you know, barefoot. Um, okay am i back on yeah yeah um think about a verse uh think about a verse that's really like just soothing to my heart that brings me closer to the heart of god um so yeah slowing things down and i think what you said a comparison in social media can be can be unhealthy you know because at the end of the day again this is a shared collective trauma so at the end of the day, everyone's enduring it, maybe just mm-hmm. differently, but everyone's enduring it. So comparison is not the healthiest either. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even like watching others, it feels like some of our friends have like come alive and become activists during this time. And others of our friends, you know, have like, there's just like so many people doing so many different things that it can feel like, oh, I need to do something or I need to be posting too, or I need to be like involved you know and and i think even something that we need permission to do is just like permission to process like permission to feel your feelings about what's going on even like beyond the pandemic like there's a lot of things happening just socially that are so big and it might feel like we have to speak up and we have to say something but i almost want to like i feel like we need permission to just learn to like sit and listen and like hold all these things um, and know that even God is big enough to hold all of these things with, with us. Like we can be excited, you know, that our, that things are, that good things are happening and we can be sad that other things are not working out. And like, God is big enough for both of that, both, both of those feelings at the same time. Yeah. I love that. And I think we were just talking about this the other day, how <laughs> we can hold both, right? Yeah. We, we have enough mercy and grace from the that God gives us that we can hold grief. Like we're grieving the fact that this isn't normal. We're grieving the loss of like graduations, weddings, relationships. We can grieve on one hand, but we can also hold joy and peace on the other. Yeah. It's not one or the other, you know, we can hold both. And I think about the, um, what's that verse? Ah, I, I, I just lost it. Um, is it Romans 5, 5? I think it's Romans 5, 5. I'm not so sure, but it's, I will share it with everyone at the end Mm -hmm. after once I look for it. Um, it talks about having a gift of hope from the Holy spirit. Like even in trials, it produces character and perseverance. Mm. And then at, at, at the same time, we also have hope so we can be in trials and we can also have hope because it's a gift from the Holy spirit. And so we can do both. You know, I think as believers in the church, we're so used to like, like just being good yeah (laughs) and if you're the one at church that's crying the most oh gosh she's not okay like she's in the back seat and she's crying a lot 
someone need like she's not well yeah yeah <laughs> like she's spiritually not doing well yeah. <laughs> you know and it's mm -hmm. like oh no i think that person in the backseat crying is probably the most healthiest person in the room yeah. because she's actually weeping before the lord and she's uh -huh. not holding back and she doesn't feel like she has to put up a front or she has to put up a show she's yeah. just her, you know yeah um, so yeah yeah i think that's so good i think we like what, what I'm getting from all of this is even just like how much we need to understand the character of God, that it like goes so much deeper than our assumptions about him. Like we assume like God doesn't want to hear my mess. He doesn't really care. Like there's a pandemic. Like why would God care that I am depressed right now, you know? Or at the same time, we also feel like, oh, like God wants me to be happy. And if I'm not happy, I shouldn't show up you know, and, and I should try to clean myself up before coming to the table with the Lord because he's not in that. And I feel like even what you were saying about like getting into it and really getting to know Jesus and understanding like he's not like that. Mm -hmm. He doesn't shut our feelings down and say like, oh, like that's like, you're a little too much right now. Like go calm down. Like Jesus never talks to us like that. No, 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 he doesn't. He doesn't. And I want to challenge like those that are on, like, I want to challenge you to really think about if that's the inner dialogue that you're having about yourself, like who implemented that? Like mm -hmm. what need was not met as a child? How was your mom and dad emotionally disconnected from you? How much mercy and love they, they lack in giving you? Because that will ultimately affect how we see God. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and, and with time, as you cultivate your relationship with God again, and I say this again, and I will say it so much because I think this is something that we're not talking about enough. Like people that have a difficult time connecting with God's mercy over mm -hmm. them and being kind to themselves. Again, like I challenge you, it, begin to analyze what has been your relationship with mom and dad. Because mm -hmm. they're the first caretakers. They're the first, uh, uh, the first attachment you have. They're the ones that set the foundation for relationship with friends, with significant other, with God himself, with the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, that, I yeah. think that's like number one tip as to how do I begin, begin to have like grace for myself? Yeah. You know? That's so good. Yeah. Because that's really ultimately what affects how you view yourself and your relationship with God and how you view God. Yeah. Like, totally. Yeah. I think that. Um, just even if you could name for us right now, like how do you think God actually responds to our mess? Like, for example, when we have the ugly moment of praying the ugly prayer, like how do you think or how have you felt like God's heart for you in those moments? Yeah, you know, it's been, oh gosh, that's that's a big topic. And that's like all these topics. I'm like, I can yeah. talk for hours. Yeah. But, you know, I think the amazing thing, and it's crazy to say this, the amazing thing about this pandemic is that I feel like in my own personal walk with Jesus, I have been able to feel his embrace in a way that I have never felt it before. Mm. Where I have began to bring him my mess and I literally feel him drawing me closer to him. Like, you know, like a little kid that's like really like just, fell and is crying he has a bruise and a cut and a big mom or a dad come and just like become closer yeah. like they don't run yeah they don't run it's like well kid you fell like toughen up and maybe they do at some you know and that's another topic as to why maybe you have a hard time having compassion for yourself but naturally a mom instinct is to draw closer 
and to just try to soothe and care for you. It's yeah. not to leave you in your most broken moments. And I truly believe that that's what God does. That's what Jesus does. I mean, we see it all over the Gospels. He didn't see people that were so broken that everyone didn't like and was like, well, peace out. Like, sorry for you that you're so messed up. You're so yeah. <laughs> you know? He was like, no, like, let me, everyone move. I got to, I got to meet this person where they're at. They don't yeah. look the best. And maybe everyone doesn't want to talk to them but I love them. And so let me draw close to them. And so I feel like in my own life, it's been like really big understanding how he draws closer, even in my anger. Yeah. He's not intimidated by my anger. No, 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 he's God. And so how he draws closer to my heart, he nurtures, he soothes mm -hmm. me. The Holy Spirit speaks through the word of God. That's so um, good. You know, um, that's, yeah, that's been like how I've seen it in my own life. Like reading the word, understanding who he is, allowing him to draw closer and me not pushing him away. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think is a good place to start in the word to like get to know Jesus like that? I think the gospels. Yeah. Is, is there one in particular or like all of them? Uh, I'm on Luke right now. So I just went through Matthew and Mark. Mm -hmm. um, they're really heavy. <laughs> it's a lot. You yeah. know? Obviously I, I haven't captured it all. I'm just learning. Sometimes I read a verse and I'm like, wait, wait, what? I go back. I'm like, let me read it again. I can uh -huh. fully take all that in because it's so much to comprehend. Yeah. But I think uh, reading the gospels and understanding how Jesus sees the broken. Yeah. Uh, gives us a whole revelation of how we should see others that are broken and how we should see ourselves and how he sees us. Yeah. Uh, that's really, really, really huge. Yeah, yeah. That's powerful. That's so, so good. Mm -hmm. So let's see. So we learned some tips today on <laughs> grounding yourself, being, not being afraid to call a hotline, you know, take a nap if you need a nap, but, and also like encounter Jesus in the gospels. I think that that's so huge. And I think, yeah, Luke is a great one. I think, I, I love John. John is all mystical and like, he's like, really yeah. deep, you know, but just like being free to, to even ask Jesus, like, as we read the Bible, like, how did you feel about this person? You know, cause there's all kinds of people that were trying to like access Jesus, you know, people who were sick, people that nobody else liked, um, people that everybody else tried to stay away from. And like, I, yeah, it would be so such a good like exercise even to walk through the Bible and ask Jesus, like, how did you feel? Like, Everybody else is rejecting this person, but you approach them like, what was that about? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Take it to prayer. Mm -hmm. And I want to just challenge everyone that is on or will listen to this. Like, take this pandemic as a gift. I know that sounds mm -hmm. crazy, but let us all come out of this pandemic with a new understanding of our brokenness and vulnerability and Jesus. Yeah. Let us all come out of this pandemic different where we can connect to our emotions on a different level. Because at the end of the day, whether we acknowledge it or not, our emotions are like full blast right now. Yeah. You know, whether you're yeah. a male, a child, an adult, like they're full blast. And so may we come out of this pandemic understanding more of our emotions, how to navigate them, and what does God think about them? Yeah. You know, um, even if you're overwhelmed, even if you're upset, like what does that even look, you know, whatever it looks like. Um, that we wouldn't come out the same and navigating like who Jesus is in our lives and our own brokenness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so good. So just maybe last thing, like what would you say to somebody who feels like maybe I'm too broken? Like maybe 
maybe like it works for you because like you know you got some mess but like maybe my life is too messy <laughs> like i i'm afraid that if i open the box of my emotions and i feel sad or i feel angry i'm just gonna stay sad or i'm gonna stay yeah. angry like i'm not gonna know how to get out like what yeah. would you say to somebody who's in that place yeah i would i would encourage them to find at least one person that they feel safe with mm. so that they can begin to talk about that mess yeah that one person that can pray with them yeah so that they realize that they're not alone in this box or how did you describe it like a box of brokenness or oh yeah like my little broken box yeah <laughs> yeah like someone that will jump into the little box with you yeah and sit there with you and pray with you and dialogue with you and make you feel a little less crazy um so that you can begin to talk about it and realize you're not alone in it. The enemy wants to divide us, wants to isolate us, but community and connection is so powerful. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about Jesus and all he walked with all his disciples, you know, and so we're not meant to be alone. You know, we're meant to be in community because we heal in community. Yeah. And so reaching out with someone that makes you feel safe. That's so good. You know? Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I think community is huge right now. And I think community is hard to find and hard to build. Like it's so, I realized like the more I look for community, the more I also have to be like a community maker. Like I have to be willing to do the work that it takes to be for other people, like what I want to have in myself, like to be the kind of friend that I need. Like I need to actually yeah. like be willing to do that for others. And so yes. like, how can we be that? How can we be community makers in this moment and like make space for others who maybe need an ear or a safe person? Absolutely. We have a huge advantage right now uh, that will help us for us that are non-community makers. Yeah. Huge advantage right now. And that is that we all have this shared pandemic. I go to that again, because if you feel like you have nothing in common with other people, you have a lot in common with a lot of people now Yeah. <laughs> because of this shared pandemic. And yeah. so this shared pandemic kind of all puts us again in a very vulnerable, raw place where we all need comfort. We all need Jesus. We all need connection. And yeah. so I would say so simple as like begin to get in contact with someone that you usually wouldn't talk to, hmm. you know, or if that's uncomfortable, build community with your own family, with your own like tight circle of friends already, you know, like take it to a different level. Let's check in with our emotions. How's everyone doing? You know, yeah. and really like give permission for vulnerability. But I'm talking about the real vulnerability, not just like, oh, I'm okay. It was a little bit difficult, but I'm okay. No, like, let's go deep and talk about what's really happening in that inner dialogue. Yeah. Because that's yeah. where the ugly places can go where we <laughs> don't ever tell anyone, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So reaching out to others, um, whether it be in your like immediate group or other groups that you wouldn't usually reach out to. Even just share, use this pandemic as a topic, like, oh, what is everyone doing during this pandemic, you know? So, yeah. 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 I think that's good. I think I love that you're finding like the gifts and the gold in the middle of the crisis, you know, because there's like, it's crazy and everything feels crazy. And then you're like, there's this sense of there's, there's goodness of God, even in the, the craziness and even in the unexpected and the unwanted, like we didn't want this to happen but there's spaces where we can find the goodness of God here where yeah. he is good and that we have something in common. He is good and that we have to slow down and we can't just avoid, you know? 
Yeah. And, and if you're on here listening and you haven't been that person that has find the goodness or of this pandemic, or I think I said it earlier, the beauty of this pandemic, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Like, there is no pressure for you to feel like, oh, I need to think about how this has been good in my life. Yeah. Absolutely not. If you're in a place where you're just learning to feel your emotions, the ugly ones, that's enough because you're actually feeling them now as opposed to ignoring them and dismissing what's really happening in your heart. Yeah. You know, so don't feel like you also have to talk a certain way or do things a certain way. Like if you're just surviving and you're allowing yourself to feel and you're saying small, weak prayers, that is so okay. That is enough. Yeah. Yeah. That is so good. I feel like the fact maybe like just choosing to show up every day is enough. Like that's, that's a big deal. And I think we forget that we forget that the amount of energy that it takes to just not like check out, you know, to actually like engage and show up and feel, and it could could be hard. And maybe I was snappy or maybe I was, I had a bad attitude, but like I'm showing up and like, that is growth. Like that's producing something in me, even if it's not, cute right now and and I can't like post about it and I can't like you know talk about how great I'm doing because it's just hard like I think we forget how much like just showing up is a big deal you know yeah absolutely showing up and even if it's you're showing up through like snappiness or grumpiness like what does that mean like how much nurture do you need that you're not giving to yourself yeah what is it that your body needs right now to feel nurtured Again, I think that this pandemic, and I, I go back to what I said in the beginning, this pandemic can also trigger a lot of childhood stuff for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, how you dealt with crisis in your childhood, how your parents dealt with crisis will also come up in this big, huge crisis that we're globally experiencing. Yeah. You know, do you hide in crisis? Do you drink and do drugs or in crisis? Like, what do you do during crisis to self-soothe? And what I mean self-soothe is to help your nervous system feel balanced again. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do during crisis? What was done in your childhood? And what can you do different to nurture and nourish yourself as an adult mm-hmm. during this crisis? Just because it was done a certain way in your childhood and the crisis showed up in a very ugly, destructive way, and now it's showing up in your adulthood, how can you do yeah. something different to help assist yourself as an adult? That's and that so you have like the capability of thinking, welcoming God in this picture of crisis. Like, yeah. how can I walk holding his hand during this crisis? I don't have to push him away. I could freak out while holding his hand. But how yeah. can I do that with him? Because he's not going to, like, leave me or abandon me during crisis. Yeah. You know? That's so good. Yeah. Do you have any practicals on, like, what self-soothing can look like in, like, a constructive way? Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about self-soothing, um, it, it can look very destructive, right? Like it can involve substance abuse or even cutting or uh, eating disorders. There's a lot of self-soothing, neg- negative ways to self-soothe. But when we're talking about healthy ways to self-soothe, it's like very basic things. When you think about food and water and sleep, de- mm-hmm. not depriving yourself from those essential things that your body needs to feel balanced. Yeah. Like if I don't eat all day because I'm busy, Mm -hmm. Like that's gonna, I don't know about you guys, but I get grumpy. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something I, you know what I do I just pack a bunch of snacks I, when I know there's not going to be any food near me for a long time because I know I can't get grumpy right yeah. so like the basic necessities that your body needs don't deprive yourself from them because they make you feel balanced that's like number one like mm-hmm. nutritious food water sleep and then what is it that you need do you need a hug do you need a word of affirmation do you need connection you know, like, what is it that you need on an emotional level that makes you f- feel soothed? Yeah. You know, um, do you need to take a walk and feel the fresh air? You know, we self-soothe a lot of the time by using our five senses. So mm. our, our, our sight, our ears, what we taste, what we smell. So even breathing in an essential oil. <sighs> like, does that make you feel so- like it's soothing? Does that soothe you? Mm. You know, listening to encouraging worship music. Or instrumental music. Like, what is that? What place does that bring you into? Yeah. Reciting verses in your mind that bring in God's promises and hope. Yeah. You know? Um, my goodness, there's so many ways. And it, and again, the word, word, the word self-soothing sounds so fancy, but I promise it really isn't. <laughs> like, it's so basic. Yeah. You know? And I would really just start with fundamentals like food and water and sleep. Because mm-hmm. if those things are thrown off, it's going to be really hard to feel rested during the day if you haven't put, like, if you haven't hydrated and ate enough calories and so on and so forth. Um, so I would pay attention to what are the fi- your five senses and what are the things that make you feel really relaxed. Yeah. Like, put you in a calm state of mind. For a lot of people, it's like going hiking, going to the beach, taking a long walk, uh, reading a really good book with, like, mm-hmm. a cold lemonade, you know? What are yeah. those things that help you? Yeah, that's so good. Thank you so much. I feel like we have like a wealth of knowledge. We could sit here and dig the whole day. But also, um, like, just thank you for even normalizing this for a lot of us to say, like, it's okay that you're not okay. Yeah. And it's okay that, like, you're figuring out how to navigate this. So I was wondering if you could just, like, pray for us just to, like, yeah. and, like, you know, and, and just ask Holy Spirit to help us do this and to get help us, like, get to know Jesus. And for those who are on, like, if you have questions or you felt like, oh, man, I wish that they had talked more about this or that, like, you are welcome to message Holy 58. And you can also message Alice. And yes. even, like, give her a follow. She posts really helpful tips on, like you know, like recognizing abuse in your life and like how to cope and things like that. So like check out even her page and the things that she's posted. They've been super helpful to me. So I'm sure they can be helpful to to many of you. So can you just pray for us? Yes. And before I pray, I just want to biggest thing, like be so gentle with yourself, guys. Like be so gentle. We're surviving a pandemic and whatever comes up, that's okay. And there's so much, there's enough grace and mercy. God is bigger than this pandemic. So yeah, yeah let's go ahead and pray. So good. That's yeah. Jesus, I, I just, I thank you for this time. And I thank you for everyone that's listening, God. I, I thank you that you're so big enough to hold our brokenness. You're so big enough to hold our weaknesses and our fears and our anxieties. Thank you that you're not like our parents. You're so much more beautiful than that. You're greater. You're perfect. Um, we just, we just pray that during this pandemic, anyone that's struggling, that we would um, look to you, that we would lean on you, that we would find comfort in your embrace, Jesus, that we would become familiar with your characteristics of gentleness and mercy and compassion, that we would rely on you completely during this pandemic, that we would come out of this pandemic 
broken and weak, but yet looking so lovely because we have drawn closer to you in the midst of chaos. Jesus, I thank you that you can do the impossible and you can meet us in the most ugly places of our hearts. And I thank you that you don't reject and you don't abandon and that you're not intimidated by who we are at the core of our hearts. You just love us for who we are and you beautify us through your promises, Jesus. So we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much. Alice, thank you so much for being live with us. Um, yeah, feel free to request more like topics. If you have more questions for her, like we're open. This conversation's just begun. So thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Love you. I'll talk Love to you, you soon. Too. Yes. Okay. Bye, Bye everybody.